Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, welcome to Kid Biz Radio, brought to you by the Business Radio X Main Street Warriors program. For more information, go to MainStreetWarriors.org. Now, here's your host. Hello, everyone. Renee here, and um, I'm here with Amy. We are here to create conversations about the power of entrepreneurship and the positive impact that journey can have on kids. And with us today is a special guest, Miss Shanna Beavers with Off Your Plate. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for asking. So we have a lighthearted topic today, (laughs) failure, Mm -hmm. and redefining what that means. So... I mean, <laughs> it's hard to jump right into that. Uh, let Shanna talk a little bit about her business, okay? And then we'll go into that. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I am um, one of the owners of Off Your Plate ATL. So we're a local residential and commercial cleaning company. Anything else? How long have you been doing that? Um, I have personally been doing it for a year. My partner Emily has been doing it for over six years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I was gonna say she we we were hoping we could have her with us today. So hi Emily, Good hi luck Emily, with, with, with everything you've got going on. Um, so yeah, um, we teaching our kids about failure is one of those things that um, is inevitable. They're gonna go through things in their life that they're gonna be they have some setbacks and. They're going to feel pretty crummy. Um, and I was just talking with Amy earlier about how, as a parent, you can't really, you can't shield and protect your kid from those things because they're going to happen. Despite our best efforts. Despite our best efforts. <laughs> um, so I think what we're going to talk about today is kind of understanding that we need to have conversations with our kids about failure and, no, you know, pushing the rug, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, or... Um, um, positive ways to get through it. Yeah, and learn the coping what skills comes and from, it. from it. Mm-hmm. Maybe sharing some of the own your own failures, showing them that you're a real person, um, and things like that. So, um, with that being said, uh, I thought maybe <laughs> you guys could tell me if you don't have anything to share. But um, have you guys had to deal with this in your own life with your kids yet so far? And how did you go through that or anything? Um, oh yeah. So with my daughter, Lily, she's almost 12. Um, she takes failure pretty hard. So, uh, she doesn't bounce back easily. She takes it very personally. And, um, I've, I've struggled. My husband and I both are one of these, you know, pick yourself, feel sorry for yourself for a moment, then pick yourself back up and get started all over again. And she just doesn't tend to think about it that way. So, um, I was pretty, inspired recently when we saw a short interview clip of a woman who said her father used to encourage her to fail and um, then basically turn, turn the failure around. And what did you learn and how can you do it better next time? And I thought that would be such a great way to encourage Lily to embrace failing. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, her most recent uh, I guess failure um, that absolutely broke my heart was trying out for cheer. So she's been doing competition cheer and we specifically got her involved with that to help her with her middle school tryouts. And so she and all of her friends tried out and she was one of two cheerleaders that didn't make it. And then on top of that, she tried out for the school competition team and didn't make it. And so it was really hard on her because her gym was having what they call evaluation. So when you try out at the gym, you actually get put on a team. They just evaluate what team you should be put on. And so we went into those um, and she kept saying, try out, what if I don't make it? What if I don't make it? And it just killed me, you know? So it was, I guess it was good for her to be able to have that win after those two failures. But I wish I could have, I wish I'd had that point of view when she didn't make it the first time and all of her friends made it and could have said, Hey, great. So you know, you you didn't make the team. What can we do to make that different next time? And what did we learn from it? And that just means that this opportunity is coming instead of maybe that wasn't the right opportunity. 
Um, so I really like the idea of encouraging your kids to get out there and, and fail and then figure out how do you make that into something that is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great idea, a better way of looking at it. Um, I know it tends to be harder when you have the emotions that come with that age range Mm -hmm. um, and trying to make that make sense when it is all about what your friends are doing and what you may not be doing. Mm -hmm. So I I imagine that isn't going to be an easy concept to let you know, like initially to Mm -hmm. try and implement or in that scenario, I think I know for my girls, I imagine that at least one or one of them doesn't take failure very well Mm -hmm. at all. I have a perfectionist, (laughs) so I can see, how that the how hard that is to try and explain that like find the positive and they just sometimes can't you know for mm-hmm. a while until they can wrap their head around it and see the other side you know it's right. hard yeah that's why they need to go through those failures so they can see that they can be resilient mm-hmm. and then be proud of themselves yeah for doing so and then the next time it happens they've got these coping skills they feel a little more equipped right because they kind of have to I don't know we can guide them on it but it's their own personal um, experience that they, um, like how they process that failure individually. Right. And that's what I think builds that resilience. And, um, because you know, you have, we have our own frame of reference that we're going through and we're trying to coach them through it, but you know, they're going to be, cause Lily is different mm-hmm. than you, like you said, mm-hmm. so she, it might take a little longer or whatever, but I, I mean, I've, I've known her for a few years now and I, I think she's come a long way with all of that. And a lot of that is just growing up too, mm-hmm. of course, because um, she's older now. But um, I think she's doing great and you guys are doing great. Because there was an article I was reading and um, like kind of what we were talking about, it's failure is good for kids because – and there's a variety of reasons, but it's a gift of coping. Right. So allowing them to fail um, and makes them stronger gives them the ability to process natural consequences. Mm-hmm. So I think we've talked about that before. Um Sometimes, you know, if they fail or they get in trouble or something, and I I don't like using the word fail so much because that's so negative, but when something happens and they might get in trouble or something didn't go the way they wanted it to, they kind of have to sit in it for a minute. Mm -hmm. Yes, that that one is hard for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had to learn to change the way I approach the scenario, like letting my child who's upset about a scenario sit in it for a minute because you automatically you want to fix it right like Mm -hmm. that's we I don't want you to be upset you can't hurt you can't hurt you can't cry like I am here to fix it but you can't and that is so hard I think personally as a parent I had to learn how to teach her that her feelings of negative feelings like sadness or anger those are okay and it's she has to feel them to get to the other side Mm -hmm. instead of waiting for somebody to fix it and move her to the other side it's the powers within herself Mm -hmm. so I had to definitely learn the sitting in the suck (laughs) part of Mm -hmm. the feelings Um, that one was a hard concept for me like you're talking about so she you're not going in there and validating her and saying that she's okay. She has to find it within herself to yes. know that she's okay. And that, cause we were talking about Brene Brown and if you've listened to any of her stuff, but oh she gosh. talks about shame. Love Brene Brown. Yeah, me too. I read all of her books. Oh, well, <laughs> if you still have any hard copies, I would love to borrow them. I do. But, um, she talks about like the, sh- the difference between shame and guilt. You can feel bad about doing something, but it's not, you are not that bad thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think processing, giving them that space to process, and then they may have questions and you might be able to coach them a little bit, but it's like you are the thing that happened was not good. Doesn't define happened. you. Doesn't define you. It's right. not who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those words and being able to have those conversations are important <clears throat> because another thing she was talking about was when she was growing up, everybody was fine mm-hmm. in the house. You didn't talk about emotions. Mm-hmm. You just, everybody's fine because not, and it may just be, and that's within the family union. It's not necessarily because from the outside, you want everyone to perceive a perfect family. I think that's also generational. Absolutely. Um, yep. I think that more I've been trying with, with um, raising my daughters, learning how to find my path outside of that, the way that I was taught, you know, like we have to come up with another way <laughs> sometimes so that they are free to feel their emotions and express their feelings and find it within themselves and gain that competent confidence and empower themselves where we because it wasn't a central focus for the generation prior to us to teach us that because everybody was fine you do your own you survive right and 
us having to learn I mean, to, to re- rearrange that thought process to teach our kids to do that, I think, is, is, Excuse me. is our generation's like new way of, you know, that, that cycle breaking and trying to yeah. come up with a, a better way to let your kids grow more confident within their emotions and find their, like, figure out how to survive their fail- failures and not just like, not just survive them, but get through them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found that, um, you know, Lily's my only child. So, um, trying to figure all of it out, obviously firstborns, like you're, you're just trying to figure out how to do all this stuff. And I found myself, especially when it came to grades, trying to prevent failure. And uh, my husband and I would go kind of round and round about this and, you know, got to get straight A's. We've got to have straight A's and B's, blah, blah, blah. And at one point I was like, you know what? She's got to figure out how to fail, you know? And if that means failing a grade, that means failing a grade, but I can't force her to not fail. She has to figure that out on her own. So also part of that, I think, is kind of stepping out of the way and us as parents trying to control the experience of whether or not they fail mm-hmm. and just knowing when the mo- the moment is it's okay if she fails this time because she's got to learn right what that's like being the safe space for her right. to come to once the failure occurs but knowing that you're there but you're not the one that's going to solve it right unless you know obviously there's situations but in general she's got to learn how to do it i mean giving them back that power i think has been key yeah. or is key rather to a healthier way of learning this i like the way you said giving them back the power mm-hmm. make them feel i mean it's part of independence but making them you you are in control of the, of mm-hmm. this you know and and that sets them up in the future tremendously um and another thing was talking about being a role model and i think what you were saying um about the generational thing is like we had to, we have to not unlearn things, but learn how so that we can mm-hmm. be that role model. Um, and but, I, yeah, you do. No, no, you do have to unlearn it. I mean, if you're taught a certain way, but you want your child to learn a different way, like you first have to figure out what that looks like before you can be that model of that. And absolutely. You do have to unlearn some things or rearrange them, I guess. Redefine it. <laughs> redefine That's the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Redefine the way you think of things. Um, another thing I know that Renee Brown talks about, and since you've read the stuff, you might be able to fix my quote here, but she just talks about um, uh, being curious, uh, being having the courage to try things mm-hmm. helps with, if it's in something new, there's a likelihood that you'll fail doing it mm-hmm. or have hiccups along the way. Right. So encouraging your kids to try new things like with Layla for example she my oldest years ago she um she did go to a counselor for various things but she learned coping skills and stuff but one of the things that they recommended um is behavioral therapy and it was amazing um one of the things they recommended was her to try something um that scared her to do something that scared her because she was rather cautious and she chose to do zip lining Oh, wow, fun. that's a big jump. But it was, yeah, well, you know, it was gonna go big or go home. Yeah. Um, but it was there's a there's a couple of them, and there there are parks around, and they're up in the trees and stuff, and there's different levels and everything, and you're harnessed in, and I was safely watching from the ground. Um, but it gives them like the power. Um, she tried it. She had some issues, you know, learning how to do all the things. But when they do it, that mm-hmm. just it's just incredible to be able to. You know, I bet it helps her confidence mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. And she's wanted to do other things. It kind of stemmed from that. Now Oops. she's, you know, more daring than I ever thought she would be. So um, encouraging them to try things. And it could be a variety of things. It just depends maybe on what that fear is that they have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you have a fearful or cautious kiddo, that's I recommend doing that completely. And I mean, like with our expos, right? Well, yeah, I was going to say that um, that's trying something new. Like they're, yeah. they're putting themselves out there and they're learning a brand new way of interacting with people and learning how to communicate on a different level. And what and so those the day comes with ups and downs of failures and what works and what doesn't work and positive and negative things. But they're doing it and they're mm-hmm. learning from it on a yeah, and they're learning from it. Because mm-hmm. as we're going through all of it, we're um, as we're preparing up for an expo, we talk to the parents and stuff in our Facebook group that we have. And, you know, we always, through the emails that Amy sends out and also those lives, we tell them, like, the kids 
or front and center. Like you can come and bring a chair and sit in the back, but let them right. do it. Cause that's the point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing would be, um, I think it's important. And I kind of talks to the generational thing and just things of the past where we show our kids that we're also human. Mm-hmm. Right. It can be when we fail currently kind of talk them through how we're processing it with, as long as it's, you know, make it kid friendly, but, and then, um, how you've maybe in the past, you've had some failures, obviously when they go to something like, well, when I was this back when I was a kid, or, yeah, they don't want to hear that. Back when we you rode to, dinosaurs to school. Yeah. yeah uphills exactly. both ways <laughs> in the snow, in the snow, barefoot <laughs> dinosaurs. I like that. Um, so yeah, in I mean, the I think, 1900s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a side note. Oh, no. Um, But also (laughs) um, learning, yeah, showing that your kids that you're human and how I know for me um, as somebody that has anxiety and then also a child that suffers from anxiety, I had to learn that I have to show uh, positive ways that I feel about myself and what I've learned Mm -hmm. because if I constantly – I'm like, oh my God, I did this again and I failed this. And I, you know, everything is bad, 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 bad. And I have a kid who's just like me. She's going to see it the same way. Right. That all of these things about me are bad. Mm-hmm. And they're not. So you have to also reframe how you present yourself and how you feel about yourself. Like letting them see that, like the good and the bad, but they got to see the good too. Like you can't only be like, oh my God, all these things are awful and everything's falling apart and blah, blah, blah. You know, like you have to be like, but I got through this and I did, you know, and mm-hmm. we're moving forward, you know, like showing them that, okay, if mommy who has these similar situations or even not, but just seeing that, like, it's, I'm trying to figure, find the words that I'm explaining, but like, you're a real person. Yeah. That, I mean that you're real, but you have to not let them see like severely beating yourself up right, about right. it. Right. You know, they have to ask cause then that's, that's all they're going to do too. You to like practice what you preach. Yeah. I think that's yeah. part yeah. of, of finding the positive part of failure. There's always a positive part of failure. It may be hard to see immediately, but mm-hmm. um, as an example with Lily at, at some point when I think it, we did handle it properly again, back to competition chair. Sorry. Um, I mean, that's hard work, right? That's super hard work. Super hard. Um, but in her very, very, very first competition, um, she was a, uh, base, a side base and, um, they did their stunt and the other two bases lost control of the flyer and she started to crash to the ground. Well, in competition, if your flyer touches the ground, the entire team is disqualified. Oh, so Lily, we watched Lily as she just flung her arm around that girl and with all of her strength, literally kept her from touching the ground Wow! and brought her back up. That's awesome. Well, me, we're looking at that going, oh my gosh, she just saved the team. You yeah. know, when we go backstage and it gave me chills, <laughs> we go backstage go and um, when they all come back out after the team huddled and everything, she saw us, she lost it, just tears and sobbing. And we're like, what? What? What in the world? What are you crying about? Oh, yeah, we dropped her. I dropped her. I dropped her. And I said, Lily, you saved her. You saved the team. The whole, and it yeah. wasn't until she it, she didn't comprehend that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they ended up winning third place. That's awesome. And after that, when we were in the car, she was like, OK, yeah, yeah I, guess I did that. I did that. Yeah. And I said, honey, yeah. Take the wind. Yeah, that's exactly. a big way. Yes, yes, your flyer <laughs> fell. And yes, you guys lost points over that. But you saved the team from being disqualified. Mm-hmm. You have to give yourself credit for that. Absolutely. That's a big deal. Yes. So, yeah, but it was funny to us. We didn't see failure. No, not one bit. You know, we were like, wow, she's a hero. <laughs> but in her mind, she just completely let the entire team down. Oh. You know? But no. seeing that positive, like, changing her way of her thinking like she mm-hmm. automatically went negative but then uh, seeing that wait a minute there it, that turnaround like there's right. there's the best side of that like you did save the day like that's amazing and that yeah. i imagine that was a huge boost of confidence to look at it that way yeah for her. yeah she was when the look of shock on her face when they announced them as third place winners i bet was priceless mm-hmm. i wish i could have gotten it on but you camera. guys talked to her before we did talk to her before, so that's because we had to continue yeah. watching competitions. Yeah. and she wouldn't even sit with her team. 
She was so embarrassed and so down on herself that she stayed with us instead of sitting oh, with the no. team the while coach we talked to her. Well, you know, yeah, but it's like later. Maybe? It's a whole. Nah, I don't no. think so. But it's a whole. Hey, we did great. We did. Blah. It's okay. Don't let the bad things get you down. That kind of yeah, like the pep stuff. talk basically. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it was. It was. That's that was a good moment. opportunity. Yeah, that's a great mm-hmm. moment. Oh, I love her so much. <laughs> She's got such, such a big heart. That's an awesome. Like to think that quickly. Like that's awesome. She knew what she was supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, and it was just second nature. But you know, she didn't see it in that way right away. Right. Oh, I love it. I love her so much. <laughs> um, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some other. There were some other things in this article. Like, um, it was the beginning of a. It's the origin of success. Failure can be like you can oh, yeah. talk to your kids about like Abraham Lincoln <laughs> and everything that he went to before he was th- th- went through before he became president. If you look it up, it's incredible. It'd be take too long to explain it now, but um, all the things he ran for in the Senate and whatever else, and just didn't win, didn't win, didn't win, didn't win, but kept going. Family stuff um, happening and everything and. And obviously that time period, you know, there's a lot of death and things that happened. Um, but just Albert Einstein and the light bulb and all the things, you know, just showing them how it's inevitable and people throughout time have been doing this. But that's mm-hmm. that's the only way to innovate. Well, yeah, yeah. is to try new things. Probably the majority of all businesses that run our day to day life started in a completely different direction, you know, that all stems from how it's going to circle into a different area, you know, and it it essentially is a failure, but then you, what comes from it? Yeah. Something else that now we rely on on a daily basis, you know, well, we're all business owners. So Mm -hmm. is there anything, any kind of business failures or lessons that you've learned along the way that you would like to share that you've overcome? Oh my gosh. So yeah, when I shared this yesterday on Facebook, I made a joke about how I'm an expert at failure. And to be quite honest with you, I, I am an expert at failure. I, I do believe I am. Um, it's not my middle name, like I said, but, um, I mean, I have had so many businesses and some of them have been successful and some of them haven't. Um, and so people, you know, I had a restaurant at one point that I stupidly opened in the middle of the, um, was it the crash, like 2007, 08, 09? Yeah. Oh, gosh, young and stupid. But anyway, I went into that making all kinds of bad decisions and because it was a dream of mine, right? I'd worked so long in the restaurant industry and I thought, oh, here's this opportunity. It's time. And everybody kept saying, but you don't have enough money and you don't have this and you don't have that. I'll forget it. I'm just not that. I'm not that kind of person. I'll figure out how to make it work once I get into it. Um, so... Anyway, it did end up failing and, you know, it crushed me for, for two years. I wouldn't cook a meal. I just, I wouldn't, it just, I was like, I'm done with food. I literally just walked away from food and many people are like, well, do you regret it? No way. I don't regret, regret a single thing about it. I learned so many things about business. Um, I joked with Renee the other day, I've, for the longest time I've said I should write a book about how not to start a business because <laughs> that's I, probably brilliant. I know. Like, do it. I know how not to start a business. Um, so yeah, I mean, even like with Lily, she was at, when I got laid off in 2018, she was at an age to watch me for the next two years, try one thing after another and fail and fail and fail and fail until I finally did come across something that worked. You know, it just worked. And um, so, yeah, she's seen the me, the ups and the downs and the feeling bad, talking bad about myself and all of that kind of stuff. Um, But I feel like personally, as her mother, I'm a good example of, you know, what comes out of failure. And I know um, a friend of mine, um, her mom um, commented on the um, post I shared about this, and she kind of suggested maybe the word is stumble, not failure. And to a certain extent, I disagree because we don't talk in terms of, oh, well, you stumbled. Now what are you going to do? It's failure. That's, you know what I mean? The, the word failure has a specific meaning for a reason. And so I think that if we gloss over what failure actually is and how failure actually feels, then we're not doing ourselves or our kids any good. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't know what the word even means and how to 
understand what just happened, then how can you feel it and Don't soften it and get yeah. past it? Yeah. Don't put lipstick on it. Right. It is what it, I mean. It's but kind I get of, it. I get where she's yeah, coming from. Yeah. They're kids, right? So right. maybe we don't want to be use what we feel is such a harsh word, but that's the whole paradigm shift that I think has to be made. Is failure should not be a it's negative, dirty word. harsh, yeah, dirty word. It shouldn't word. be because there is no successful person that I know of that didn't fail at something. Absolutely. I think it's the communication around it, like we're trying to do. And we've heard more about, obviously, in the last five, ten years, um, trying to not normalize. And maybe that's the right word. I don't really know. But just make it more commonplace that you can talk about this. It's not Mm -hmm. taboo. It is a part of it. You're not going to get around it. It will happen. Mm -hmm. It's not if. And I know Brené Brown talked one time about how she goes and talks to leaders of companies And, you know, she's like, well, what are you going to do when you fail? And they're Mm -hmm. like, well, we'll just strategize around it. She's like, you can't strategize your way out of failure. Mm -mm. It's going to happen. And they're, they just, they, she's trying to change the way they think from a high level corporate world setting, um, to be prepared for the inevitable. Yeah. Cause it'll happen. Yeah. And it's okay. You can't be like invisible from it, you know, like (laughs) you can't hide from it. Nope. So you got to learn how to cope with it. Right. Yeah. And when we talk about kid biz and why we or why we started this to begin with um one of the things is to learn failure and mm-hmm. learn resilience mm-hmm. and then therefore be proud of yourself and grow your confidence right. i mean it, it there's so much that comes from it mm-hmm. um like the phoenix rising out of the ashes as they say mm-hmm. you know i mean like you you it it adds to your personality I mean, it makes you who you are. I mean, there's so many positive things. I mean, you know, you talk, you start dating, right? When you're, I don't know, a teenager and then you're, it's very superficial and you know, there's not a whole lot to you yet, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's not, there's no depth necessarily. And then as you gain experiences throughout your life, those conversations you have with dates and stuff become a little more interesting. And, you know, I mean, it's important to have those experiences and like we were saying, like have your kids try new things. Um, that helps with that, like yeah. something totally off the wall and different. That's what we try to use the summers for. Yeah, is try to go do something that maybe none of us have done before, um, and just have the experience. Um, That's one of the things I love about Kid Biz Expo is, uh, you know, most business people are going to try something and figure out it doesn't work for them and try something else, and so you know, they're, they're kids. So they're not like you and I, where we're like, Ooh, this is my business. And now you go out and you just advertise and you market and blah, blah, blah. And then if it fails, it's super embarrassing. And then you have to show up at the networking group and go, okay, that didn't work. I have a different business. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah. So for them, they don't have that yet. It's, Oh, well, making jewelry wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. So let's bake dog biscuits. I didn't yeah. enjoy it. Let's yeah. try that now. Um, Which is and a so, great way to look at it. Yeah. I think that the kid biz expo is a, the perfect outlet for children, even if they're not born entrepreneurs to feel comfortable and safe in trying new things Mm -hmm. and then understanding why it didn't work and then having the opportunity to try again. Absolutely. And like we always say, they're not going to like rule the world with their cookies or jewelry, but they're understanding all the concepts that come with it by trying these things and seeing what their passions actually are. Mm Mm-hmm. Having the courage to try it. Courage yeah. is an important word, I think. Which I was say I was thinking when you were saying you were like a master at failure, well, maybe you're just like so incredibly courageous. brave at trying new things. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Like you can reword the way that you see yourself yeah. in that situation as well. And you, yeah. and you show up to the net, like if it's one thing or the other, you show up to those meetings That's with your brave. head held high. Yeah. And you're just like, this is, you, you can laugh it off or you just, you know, you're like, you accept it and it's what it is. And I think a lot of, um, what can be said for that? That's, yeah. Yeah. That's incredibly brave. I think personally. Thank you. <laughs> I tend to operate that way. Um, Emily and I both, which it, one thing that makes us a good partners makes us good partners for each other and then bad partners for each other, because <laughs> we both are like, hmm, I have an idea. Let's throw it out and see if it sticks. And when it sticks, we go, Oh crap. We yeah, got to figure out how to make that work. <laughs> oh no. Um, so I, yes. you can ask anybody in my life. I've always been like that. And Renee and I are very opposite in that way where I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. And she's like, but don't you, you need something mm-hmm. like you need to put, nope, mm-hmm. nope, throw it. Oh, yeah. that worked. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that I get like, 
super crazy like thoughts and like I need Sorry. somebody to bring me. I get very excited. I'm like, this is going to work and it's going to be amazing. And let's like all of the things. And Renee's like, or <laughs> <laughs> what just if we just, you know, map it out like, step <laughs> by step. And I'm like, well, but that also makes sense. But that's not as fun, though. <laughs> but it it works. It does work. But sometimes I need y'all's personalities need both to help push me yeah. to do things that I might be too scared to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's Don't necessary. Worry. <laughs> it's a good balance. <laughs> I mean, we're here doing this, right? Like, we've gotten this far, and it's and a lot it's, to do with... It's funny, because then, like, the things that, like, I may be, like, overly, like, crazy about or whatever are the things that you're like more like conscious about. And then like reverse, like then there's like, this is like in your wheelhouse, like this, no fear for this. Like this was like totally fine for you. And this is like, I'm like, what, what are we doing? Yeah. What? what? It's just like the dynamic of needing that balance. Emily was funny. the same way. I was like, we're going to do a radio interview. And she was like, really? <laughs> really? I was like, come on, both of us, we need to go on. Oh, Okay. Yeah. I feel <laughs> so I'm sure she's not feeling too terrible that she wasn't right. able to make it today. <laughs> and she would have done great. She would have done great. But it, yeah, it's that's one of those, again, things that makes us good as partners is she thinks she likes going out and networking and stuff like that. And then she doesn't. She's like, mm, no. Doesn't you, fill her cup. Yeah, you do that. I'm good. That's yeah. my soul. Yeah. <laughs> I go to the things. But I let Renee comes. lead us. But see, she's grown so much. You've grown so, so much, Amy. Ugh, I try. Yeah. <laughs> Being this whole role model thing, I, I kind of have to. Here we just did this. We did vision boards last mm-hmm. week at the Ballground Business Club. And... um you know, I guess that can tie into the whole failure thing because people, I guess the when we started talking about it, they said, you know, is there anything from your vision board last year that didn't happen and that kind of thing? And not that those are failures, but, you know, you had these goals that maybe you didn't Disappointments. Them, you know? Disappointments, you know, you things know. like that. Just on delay. I thought that was interesting. But, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that we were there and doing them, you know, making one for next year and in October, you know, and planning ahead and stuff. And I think that's, you know, like I said, you can't like she was saying, um, Brittany Brown was saying, you can't strategize yourself out of failure, but you can plan mm-hmm. for the things that what you're going to try, mm-hmm. you know, and and hope for the best. But then pivot or adapt and pivot. be flexible, pivot, um, whatever you need to do when those things happen. Speaking of Brene Brown, if there's one thing I could say that I would recommend to parents and I work on this with my husband and he's been pretty good at being open to this concept because he was raised um, with a lot of shame. You shame the child into doing what you want the child to do. Um, and I really struggle with that with my mother-in-law and she doesn't mean any harm. It's right. just the way that, that they were raised. But um, I think that if, when our kids fail, if parents can take a step back and make sure that they're removing the shame from the situation, um, the kids will develop better coping skills and they'll come out of it a lot quicker. Um, the, I could do an entire other interview with you guys on Brene Brown and shame and yeah, courage. It's incredibly because interesting. Her work is amazing. It, it is. completely fundamentally changed the way that I, that I look at myself and the way I look at the world um, and how I view people when they make mistakes and, and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, if you, if you could figure out how to, you know, the guilt, making them feel guilty for having done something wrong and taking the shame out of, um, failure, I think that that would really help make it less of a negative experience. Yeah, absolutely. Just acknowledge it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's Separate not it from the person, right? It's not the person. It doesn't define you. It's just, it's a moment in time and it is what it is. And now where we at mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, they, what does it say? You can follow me. You have to, you just get up again. I think that's where mm-hmm. it makes a difference in, I think people, if you fail and you fall, people can cheer you on when you get up Mm -hmm. and move forward. That's the you part. Yeah. What happened is right there. Right. The the you is you moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I think, and that can give you a sense of pride and take the shame Mm -hmm. out of it. Yeah. And separating it. Well, Lily tried, Lily went and did her evaluation and she got herself on a good team. And now she looks back at all of that and like no offense to sideline or anything, but she kind of watches at the games and she's like, no, 
I'm good. That's I'm in awesome. a much better place. You know, she's her skills are, you know, significantly better than a lot. And she knows that she's getting a lot more time and investment put in her. Mm-hmm. And she's she's like, yep, OK, that turned out the way it should have turned out. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like, did she come? Did she figure that out? Did she start talking about that on her own or did you kind of point things out at all? Or did you She figured that out after we went to um, a game recently to go support her friends, you know? Yeah. Um, and she sat back in the stands and was kind of watching and was like, you know, hmm. again, the no. girls are great. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But like she Lily made, puts made in for her Realize far more then. hours yeah. of conditioning and training and blah, blah, blah. So, um, it's only natural for, you know, but yeah, and, it yeah. was, she's watching it going, it's just not the environment for mm-hmm. me, you know? Yep. And that makes sense. And the fact that she's able to figure that out and see that mm-hmm. that's, that's great. That's what, that's, that means she became like, she overcame it. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that's incredible resilience. Yes, found the positive. Mm-hmm. And I was very proud of her for, I, I'll never forget sitting in the car right before it was time to go in and for to do the evaluation. And she was just, Mom, I, I hope I make it. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't make it. That's hard. You know, but she got out of that car and she went in. It meant enough to her, mm-hmm. you know, to go out and, and do it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so hard because you're like, okay, you just want to be like, no, you don't have to do anything that makes you sad. But no, at the same, then the other side of you is like, oh my God, make her do it. Yeah. <laughs> she has to do it. Go in there, try out, um, excuse me, coach. Yeah. Um, what do we need to do to make sure she gets on the team? Yeah. <laughs> um, I was reading something where um, it talks about failure Friday. And I think maybe we should embrace a, that. Oh, that sounds fun. You know, where you can, in a variety of ways, but. Failure Friday. Maybe you post on social media. It's like, well, what did you fail at this week? Yes. And, and what did you learn from it? You know, then, you know, and then what at the dinner is planned. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, but if you say it straight up like that, it's like, wait, what? Like that kind of catches attention. And then you can all say it at the dinner table mm-hmm. and encourage your kids to talk about it and be open. Because we try to put conversation starters on our page um, to encourage conversation. Because if you get in the car after school or they come coming off the bus and you're like, how was your day? Like my old, she's even said, she's like, nobody like, we, you know, if somebody says, how are you? No one really wants to know how you are. Like they're just, it's just pleasant. It's just kind of thing. They don't want you to just all your baggage on the table. Yeah. Like that's not the expectation. Um, so when they say it that way, when they get in the car, they're like, it was fine. That's why yeah. they say it. it Cause there's fine. no, but that's like if you says. let them decompress from the day, and then in the around dinner time, even if it's just driving to practice because you're, you're eating in the car, it doesn't have to be around the table. But those times in the car really matter. Um, and if you, that can be a thing that you talk about on mm-hmm. Friday. That I wouldn't want to do it every day because that's like focusing that's too much on a negative. Um, well, but just finding things to learn. That little short interview that we saw, that's what she said her father did. Every day she'd come home from school oh, and yeah. he would be like, all right, so what'd you fail at today? <laughs> and it was a very like energetic, positive, Celebrate. you know, celebration, celebration. And she said it just got to the point where it was like, I was just able to look at mistakes I made and stuff throughout the day and not feel like it was the end of the world. You know? It's a training exercise yeah, to look at the world differently. Instead of being like, oh, honey, what'd you fail at today? It was more like, okay, so what'd you fail at today? Let's talk about it. Okay, you ice know? cream. Yeah. I mean, there's no <laughs> celebrate with an ice cream. Uh, yeah. Shame can't find its way in that. It can can't it? find its way in it. No. No. It can't. I like that. It's just reshaping the mindset. Yeah. Growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super important. I like Failure Friday. Let's do that. Yeah. Is it Friday yet? Because I've, yeah. got, I've got something I can talk about. We, no? could, we could have some wine on the back porch and talk about failures. Woo! It sounds fantastic. <laughs> That's probably all I'm good for on Friday because I'm just so tired. By oh, night. I know. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about like letting failure happen. Emphasize failing forward. Mm-hmm. Learning from your mistakes. Uh, mm-hmm. Teaching a mindful approach. The link between mindfulness and resilience is very well documented. With practice, kids can learn to respond to strong feelings about failure rather than simply reacting. Mm-hmm. respond rather than react. Mm-hmm. I like that. That makes sense. I like that. Mm-hmm. I was just looking up some other stuff that I had that I found the other day. And a lot of it is the same things that happen over and over again. Yeah. Well, there's little bitty little ones, you know, failed to test today. Um, you know, failed to get on the bus today. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to different levels. Like there's gratitude journals, right? And then when you do a gratitude journal, it starts with the big things. And then it gets harder and harder to come up with things that you're 
grateful for. So the things that would be a failure, try to try to nitpick the things, but maybe sometimes it's like you've just so become so accustomed to being adaptive. Mm-hmm. You didn't even realize it anymore that yeah. you've, you're just coping. It was like, Oh, survival, mode. Like, you know? And I know we, we went, I was at the um, Canton business club this morning and we were talking to the mayor of Canton and um, we were kind of talking about, I guess he's been in business since 89 and his ups and downs along the way. And I think a question was asked or, you know, are you always this optimistic, you know, you're an optimistic person or how do you deal with all this? And, you know, you talk about being optimistic and um, I think he's just, he's like, I've just learned to be adaptable and, you know, that kind of thing. So I think that's where that comes from is, I mean, you're a small business or you do have to, if you're going to continue, you're mm-hmm. going to hit those things and you have to learn to be that way. Yeah. And um, I think maybe just become more optimistic and less cynical over I time. I think Bronson asked him, have you ever wanted to quit? Mm, and it. he was like, um, like every day. yeah, like we all feel that way, but if I quit, then what am I going to do? Yeah. Then what, you yeah. know, so I, we to just over. have to adapt and move on. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm not going back to the corporate world, mm-hmm. you know, cause he had been working for himself for so long. He's like, no, thanks. So, um, well, and it talks about celebrating their progress too. So, um, maybe with like the expos, we always talk about, the certain things that they're doing to lead like our workshops help lead up to the expos. And like when you did the one on sales pitch and stuff, but even going backwards, like building their inventory. So I think maybe it would be good if we helped um, like made, maybe make a checklist of some kind or like a goal sheet where they can check off or have some fun way with stickers, depending on their age or whatever. Like, I have like you stickers. done this yet? <laughs> have you done, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like, celebrate that you've finished your inventory or celebrate that you've done this and like along the way yeah. right? The, to encourage that the yeah. progression. Yeah. Yeah. Cause those are still accomplishments. I, I mean, we don't, not only can you just like find a way to re- be resilient from the, the failures, but you still have to celebrate your accomplishments. You still have to maintain the positives in what you have done, not necessarily what only finding it in what you didn't do or what yeah. failed, but you also have to find it in what you actually have accomplished. Yeah. 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 That's definitely important. It dawned on me just now that I used to ask when Lily would come home from school, I would ask her what went well and what didn't go so well. Yeah. You know, and she would have a hard time thinking like what didn't go so well. Mm -hmm. It was like she was uncomfortable talking about it. Yeah. I always ask them like, okay, so did we have a good day? And they're always like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, what was bad about today? Or what was like boring or what was good and what wasn't good? You know, just like yeah. trying to pull it out of them. Yeah. Like, describe it in a different way. Getting them to talk about it. Lily's, Lily's go-to line is, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I know. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, like, I get it. Like you're done with that part of your day. I get it sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. but I try not to write when they get off the bus. I try to let them decompress or whatever. For a, for a minute, because I know I need that, need some space or for like a minute. What was hard, or did a subject go better or worse than you thought? Like just trying to. I'll, I'll think I say to my nine year old, I'll be like, "So what? What's something that happened today that was awesome? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like or funny or yeah, whatever." And I know Layla, there's some couple of class clowns. Well, actually, yesterday she came home with a bright orange piece of paper, and she's like, "Well, thanks to the seventh graders, now we have to have a hall pass just to go to the bathroom." Aww. I said, well, "What are they doing?" And the what were they doing? She said, "Like half the class was like loitering in the bathroom." Oh my gosh! And I don't want to tell you what she said, but <laughs> she was being very negative. No, not, not an eighth grade not an girl, thirteen year old. That's insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so. and that's also awesome. you know. is so hard to battle that with trying to maintain the positive mindset and teach them that when they physically like that's just where they are mm-hmm. emotionally yeah. and physically yep. that's where their brain is, and so you have to be patient with that and trying to they're not going to be positive a hundred percent of the time. It's just literally impossible for their yeah. brains I mean, at this point in life. We aren't either. Granted, but we can still, as an adult, we can turn it around and be like, I know it's going to be okay. For them, they don't. No. (laughs) They don't know it's going to be okay. I remember that. Oh, so well. I remember. The world could literally end. Yeah. (laughs) Because of what somebody said to them. Yeah. My mom would be like, okay, this isn't that big of a deal. And I remember thinking, you'll never understand. Do you not see the chaos? But I think that kids feel. But kids, when they say something like that, it can feel dismissive. To the kids. So yeah. it's like, how else can we? I know. Yeah. We, we know that. that it's like, oh, okay. Well, and I mean, have- just 
like, well, t- you know, like saying, like, don't feel that feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that that yeah. feels you that can, way you right can now. Feel that for now, but, yeah. but also in a few there. minutes when we're over feeling that, let's look at this or you know whatever. But explaining that to a thirteen-year-old tends to be the most challenging. Yeah, you gotta give it a few hours. <laughs> no, explaining it to my forty-six-year-old husband is pretty challenging. <laughs> Yeah, Lily will do, you know, some kind of emotional, you know, lash out and the look like deer in the headlights. He's just standing there like, what just happened? Such a good you know, <laughs> he wants to say, stop it. There's nothing to cry about. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, OK, stop. You know, I remember this feeling. It's not logical. Walk away. You know, well, yeah, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. And we always just joke that our husbands just like live in that logic based constant well, boys don't feel like that we don't I have, never yeah. felt like that yeah like just i always call my husband the dream killer because he's the one that has to be realistic and logical mm-hmm. so yeah when you come at him with a 13 year old drama he's like no <laughs> we're gonna not talk do that you need to calm down and it's yeah. like okay <laughs> yeah that. it's like you come out of the wolf's den with, <laughs> yeah, good luck see you later yeah my, my husband joked around he's like when all that's stuff goes on you can um, i'll just go fishing i'll see you later you mm-hmm. know he knows he just needs to remove himself from the situation. but yeah so all of our husbands are girl dads and bless them yeah no kidding <laughs> and our husbands so bless them again mm-hmm. <laughs> they're very patient with us and i you know they're all really good dads and then all of our daughters are very lucky to have them i completely sure. agree for sure because they care a lot but they do offer that different perspective that like, they do that does help bring them down to earth <laughs> when necessary mm-hmm. the stable thing that Which they is, need in I their mean, life. they need that everybody needs that not just just in general like you need both sides oh of the gosh. coin right yeah like you have to find yeah good and bad stable and dreams and chaos and also consistency like you you got to find the balance and when we were talking earlier i'm not trying to change the subject but um we we tell we have them sit in it for a minute you know sit in the field and think sit and learn suck. or whatever sit in the suck and then it may not be that same day but maybe whenever it's appropriate go back and say well what did we learn from that mm-hmm. kind of come full circle with it and mm-hmm. wrap it up because i know you like with her catching the flyer you guys had the opportunity to do that and mm-hmm. then she's even still learning from it but being able to have them see the big picture mm-hmm. see it come right. full circle is really important with anything but specifically that because it kind of reiterates the fact that it's okay to talk about it and it's completely normal and human you know it's going to happen and have them remember that they've overcome that. Right. And what they learn from it. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. And I think then learning different levels of quote unquote failures, mm. right, mm-hmm. is important. Like I know for um, one of my kids who can have panic attacks and anxiety about a lot of things, um, she gets caught up in her head and it becomes like a, a snowball, you know, of emotion. And, and then it becomes a snowball of shame on herself because she hates that she's causing distress. She thinks to me or to anybody else that's having to quote, like deal with her not being able to solve her own problem. So just trying to, I've had to learn a lot about helping her understand and empower her feelings in different levels of, failure or what she sees as failures and what don't define her. Um, and that's where I got that term, like sitting in the suck, like mm-hmm. <laughs> from therapy, teaching you that it's okay. You can sit just because you're feeling like this or things look like this or you're overwhelmed. doesn't make you wrong mm-hmm. or bad or different. If this is how your brain wants to comprehend the situation, then we're going to let it for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to figure out within ourselves how to pull us out of it. Yeah. I think it's important to sit in the suck. It's like the grieving process. Mm -hmm. You can't skip the grieving process. And if you try to skip the grieving process, it's going to come back to you later. It's true. And it's going to be much worse. it'll manifest. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, you know, I guess in a way, failing does have its own grieving process. Mm -hmm. So just letting your kid take that that night or that 24 hours and just sit in it um, and then, you know, give them the opportunity to get it out and then be there to, to be the person that's like, okay, now that mm-hmm. we've done that, what are we going to do differently? You right. know, how are we going to get up and do it again? Yeah, because you're their safe space to help them when they fall. You're not going to stop them from falling. You just mm-hmm. are there for them when it happens mm-hmm. and they need somebody to lean on. Have you seen Inside Out? Uh-huh. Yes. yes. So they need a character for, I don't know, a shame character? 
failure character? I don't know, because they have sadness. And the mm-hmm. whole point of the movie is you learn that you can't be happy all the time. You have to have the sadness to appreciate the happy. The happy. Mm-hmm. So it's just in how at the end there were more islands, more her personality grew out of that experience, right? right? So mm-hmm. I thought that movie was brilliant mm-hmm. um, and very creative. I was, that's what blew me away. I was like, who thought of that? You know, it was just a, a way great to way. teach that to kids. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's fantastic. Um, but another thing that you were talking about was um, coming back to them later. I I was listening to something on the way this morning to um, Canton Business Club where I think when we get older kids, when your kids get older and they come to you with a problem or or something they think they failed at or whatever, letting them just talk to us and then just say, are, do you do you want are you looking for my advice or are you just looking to vent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, listening, actually just listening. Just listen sometimes and not try to fix and stuff like that cuz that's super important too. That's the hardest and part ask for them us. what they want, but ask them what they're looking for. Right, right. Because that you're not talking at them at that point. And I think when if you develop that now, mm-hmm. they'll be more likely to come to you in the future for when they have problems and stuff, because they know that you're not just going to try to fix it or you're not going to mm-hmm. just do this every mm-hmm. single time. Like you actually care what they have to think about or what they have to say about it and, you know, are willing to take the time to walk you through that process, like the grieving part, you know, whatever it is to get to the solution instead of just trying to quickly move on from it. Right. Cause yeah. you know, feeling dismissed is not, that yeah, brings shame to you, makes you feel bad about yeah. even feeling bad, you know, that you failed or whatever it is, you and know, it just becomes a cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just awful. When somebody jumps straight into the solution, it's like, oh, you didn't not, hear not, anything listening. I just said. I'm yeah. not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm not there yet. Yeah. That's super important. Do you guys have anything else you want to wrap up and say about the topic? Say, I think we covered a lot I feel here. Like we covered the whole TED Talk on. There's um, just so many different avenues and you almost feel like you're saying the same thing over and over again, just in, you yeah. know, at the same time, <laughs> it, essentially, I not to say that, I don't know, but it, you can, you just have to remember there's different levels and it relates. Um, It all relates and it just, it is kind of a cycle in a circle, but anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, the topic was redefining it for kids and, and I think it, comes back to we have to redefine it for ourselves first well yeah that's the only way that you can be a role model if you can act out what you're saying mm-hmm. and actually like believe what you're saying also. yeah it's harder <laughs> to practice what you it's preach harder sometimes. more i think for us to believe what we're saying than to actually show it we're all yeah. learning together and, yeah, I, and i've told this to layla before i said you know i've never had a 13 year old before i'm learning how to parent you at the same time you're learning how to be 13 oh yeah you know i'm just trying to get her to understand that i'm a person we're all going and I'm trying to it. learn just like you are. So, you know, mm-hmm. giving each other some grace sometimes goes a long yeah. way and mm-hmm. understanding each other. For sure. Um, and sometimes it's better just take a step back. <laughs> Give each other a second. Well, I can I, I'll just wrap it up by saying that if you need your house cleaned, <laughs> I can tell you. If from you have personal failed at cleaning your yes, house. That's right. That's right. And you would need assistance. Mm-hmm. And we won't shame you in any way. There no, you go. they will not. Tie it I in. Speak from experience. They will do a fantastic job. So, um, Shannon, if you want to let everybody know how they can reach out to you guys. Um, yes. So you can find us on Facebook, Off Your Plate ATL. Uh, you can also email us at info at offyourplateatl.com and check out our website. Uh, on the website, you there's a there's a form that we'll have you fill out that'll give us the information we need to give you a quote. Awesome! And you do residential and commercial. Yeah, we do both. Perfect. Thank you for being here and having this wonderful conversation with us and sharing all of your thoughts. Um, and I would like to say that you are the queen of courage of trying, absolutely. not failure. Thank 100%. you. So we'll go with that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Thank you. Thank you.